I think for me, social selling is really important. And it's, it's about, well, probably everybody says this, but about relationship building. And I think that it's not only about personalization and customization and one-on-one connections, but I also think that social selling is really important in terms of building your personal brand. You know, I, I think it's key, particularly as we've gone more virtual over the past couple of years. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales and marketing. Join hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick as they discuss the best tips and strategies they are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here are your hosts, Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick. Welcome to Making Sales Social. I'm Bryn Tillman. We have two guests today. First, we have our very first co-host guest, Michelle Baker, who I have become friends with over the years, met her through Women Sales Pros, absolutely love her philosophy around sales. And because our guest today is Heidi Solomon, who is writing the new book, Heels to Deals, and both Michelle and I are in it, we thought, hey, doesn't it make sense to kick Bill off the stage and have Michelle Baker be our co-host? Michelle, welcome. You are our very first co-host ever. Thank you for having me. And I love the the synchronicity or serendipity of the fact that we are all in the book together and that we are all like fast friends and really supporters of women in sales and B2B sales and just this is going to be so fun. I'm looking forward to it. So we're excited. And I'll correct and say you're our first guest co-host ever because yeah. Bill is actually a co-host. So you're and so we're excited. We're thrilled. Hopefully we'll see lots more of you. So now I'm going to welcome hello Heidi Solomon, girls who sell. Very excited to have you here. You are on a mission to really promote women in sales. So please tell everyone a little bit about you. Yeah, thank you, Bryn and Michelle. I'm so excited to be here with the two of you today. It is totally awesome. And I uh, just want to say how thrilled and honored I am that uh, the two of you are going to be in the Heels to Deals book. Um, It's a, a chance for us to amplify the voices of rock star women in sales and and demonstrate how women are really dominating in the business to business sales profession. So um so thank you. That that's my only plug, I promise. Yeah, no, um, well, I mean we'll mention a few times because we want to dig in and talk about <laughs> what we're going to learn from that. But before we do, we ask all of our guests the same question. First question is what does making sales social mean to you? Yeah, I think for me, social selling is really important. And it's it's about, well, probably everybody says this, but about relationship building. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that it's not only about personalization and customization and one-on-one connections, um, but I also think that social selling is really important in terms of building your personal brand. And uh, so- you know, I, I think it's key, particularly as we've gone more virtual over the past couple of years. I love that. Well, thanks so much. And I'm going to kind of just ask Michelle real quick, 
since she's sort of a guest co-host, <laughs> what does making sales social mean to you? I, I mean, I would just dovetail off of what Heidi said, and it is really about creating relationships. So I tell people yeah. um, more transactional, uh, less transactional, more relational. Yeah, right? I love and that. And when it's social, you're focusing on adding value to the person, and it's more of a partnership. You're, it's a relationship where you get to work with them. And, we see the businesses that last and thrive, they are establishing and keeping those ideal clients. They're keeping a pool of people who come back to them, who repeat, I call it repeats, referrals and recommendations make up what we call the rated fan client. And you can only have that when you're social, when you know about them, when you uh, had conversations and know things that are outside the product, service or offering, you're really engaged with the person, the human behind the sale. I love that. Thank you. So maybe I, even a little oh. celebration along the way. How's that? Yeah. A little party. Maybe a little some partying, little. social selling, a <laughs> little partying along the way. Exactly. <laughs> Work hard, play hard, right? And that's there the social go. part, right? It is. <laughs> so I love that. So Heidi, I'm going to ask you yeah. the first question um, around what inspired you to put together uh, heels to deals, like what, why now? And you know, what is the inspiration behind putting that together? If it makes sense, Bren, um, maybe I can give some background on the journey to girls who sell because I think it's part of our mission. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. So I I have been you know in sales for over thirty years. Started my career in advertising and marketing. And like so many other women, um, you know, maybe there's a handful that, you know, woke up one morning and said, you know, business to business sales is my calling. But for me, that was not necessarily the case. And I, um, while my father was a huge influencer on me and role model, because uh, he was an entrepreneur and, and still today, one of the best salespeople I ever knew, I fell into sales, right? It wasn't uh, an intentional career choice for me. And um, I have had a 30-year career in business process outsourcing, which is a you know, complex, high-value, long sales cycle, you know, business-to-business -business sales. And when I started in BPO over 30 years ago, uh, it was significantly male-dominated. In fact, fast forward even, you know, 30, 30 years from then, and it's still significantly male-dominated. And I was the only woman at the table. So it was really important to me throughout my, my career to um, be a mentor and sponsor and role model for other women. But I had always done it within the context of the organizations that I had, had worked for, um, because I didn't have a lot of female uh, role models along the way. I had a few, and I had some great male um, mentors as well, but you know, I, I didn't have a lot of uh, female role models. So I wanted to be that. I wanted to be that person. Uh, and after the death of my parents, both of my parents in 2019, um, it was a really uh, emotional and difficult time for me. Uh, and so I took pause in my life and really started thinking about my career and how I wanted to give back and what did I want my legacy to live like, to look like. And I decided that what that was going to be for me was to get very intentional about 
democratizing sales um, for for women. You know, I think B2B sales is the best professional profession in the world. So how do we get more women into it? And so that was it. Girls Who Sell was born. Uh, I started to uh, in late, I guess, 2019, we started putting our business plan together. Um, 2020. Uh, Can I ask you a couple questions? 20, on actually, it? Tw- 2020, we we Girls Who Sell was born and we launched in January 2021. So, yes, of course. No. So, so the, uh, yeah, because I want to get into some of the meat around this, which is really exciting. Right. Yeah. So why do women dominate or what is it about the qualities in a woman that dominate sales? Yeah. And, and Michelle, I'd love your perspective on this as well. But I think that, you know, I don't think I know, you know, women have the innate personality traits to be successful in sales. You talk about social selling and relationship building. That's what women are are all about naturally. And I don't want to put people in buckets or stereotype. I understand that we're all complex human beings and there's a lot of men that do this too. But in general, uh, women are more relationship oriented. We have higher levels of emotional intelligence, which plays well in in sales. We, We tend to, we're detail oriented. We are solution focused. We um, so there's, you know, a lot of just innate skill sets. Um, and there's a great article, by the way, which was really one of the foundations of why Girls Who Sell was born, which is the Harvard Business Review article, which talks about uh, how women are the future in business to business sales. I happen to think that women are not the future. I happen to think that we are now uh, and we we <laughs> we always have been. Uh, but okay, that's the name of the article. But that article talks about, you know, how women have the personality skill sets to be successful. And in fact, we um, consistently and significantly outperform our male counterparts. I'd like to hear Michelle's uh, comments on that question as well. Why are women so good at sales? We're good listeners too, actively listening skills too. Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree with what everything Heidi said. In addition to that, I think about the fact that women tend to be nurturers. So there is this component around emotions that are a huge part of sell, selling and buying decisions that men don't tend to, you know, it's a handshake. Women want to know details, like she said, we want to know why. We all we also want to know about you. There's a, a, a propensity for a little bit more caring that tends to happen when a woman is involved, right? And like she said, the mm-hmm. details, they can quickly assess when someone else isn't emotionally struggling. Whereas a male, that dominance tends to not exist. They just want to get to the business at hand. And you often hear them say, business is business, it's not personal, which doesn't make sense to me. Business is business of humans. It's a contact sport. If it's nothing else, it is very personal. All um, business so, is personal. Yeah. And I believe that that whole that, um, you know, appreciating and all of the little components that really solidify and make relationships strong and open doors. Women are masterful at. Oh, I yeah. just will add one thing uh, yeah. just on the active listening part, too. I love everything you said, Michelle. But, um, you know, one of the things that I heard which really resonated with me is that we all listen but women and men listen differently. Uh, women tend to listen to understand, whereas men 
listen to respond. Oh, so that's that a big think one. In, because when you think when you think about what Michelle said in terms of women being really good at creating um, solutions, right, mm-hmm. and solving problems, I think it starts with the strength of our active listening skills, and we want to understand the problem. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would agree that. with her because that's that tendency that they just want to fix it. Right. Yes. And we want to understand it. Right? So, so that we're fixing the right thing. Remember the old right. book, uh, women are for Venus and men are for Mars. It's that whole principle that's kind of what's happening right now. Yeah. And I do want to say out there, there are some women that yeah. are like men in this in sales world. And there are some men that, you know, have that empathy. So it's not necessarily blanket statement across the board, because there are people like like a Larry Levine who selling yeah, from the heart, awesome. right? Like there are, so I don't want to put a blanket thing that all men are this way and all women are this way, but we do have some innate traits to be that. And it's, it's a typical thing, not a everyone thing. Yeah. And Michelle, add to that. Yeah, no, I just had a, I was thinking about what Heidi said and where she is right now and being in those rooms with all those men, which many of us, you know, who where we are now have experienced. How did you, how were you able to maintain and keep that intrinsic ability to keep the details, to keep the relationship oriented, right? To foster Mm -hmm. all of that when you're surrounded, because what sometimes tends to happen is women will harden themselves, right? To stay in, uh, to stay in the industry, to stay in their roles. There tends to be a, uh, I call it a hard coding that um, will sometimes transpire, but for those like yourself who have evolved and created a space for to, to bring up the next generation, you have stayed attentive to what your great skill was um, and you honed it and now you're giving it to others. So how were you able to do that? Thank you. I, I just, it was intentional. And for me, it was all about authenticity that there, you know, when I started in sales, it, you know, so many years ago, uh, and didn't have a lot of role mo- role models, and I was surrounded by so many men. And and at that time, and think about it, deals were getting made on the golf course or in the strip clubs or at the bars. And and no, I'm serious, Brent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it was. You know, going mm-hmm. to star bars and and for me, you know, I didn't feel comfortable in those situations. First of all, I suck at golf. <laughs> Just despite (laughs) to my my dad's chagrin, because he always, I think, had visions of father daughter golf tournaments. And I was a I was a a a competitive athlete um, and an alternate on the U.S. equestrian team. So I rode horses, but golf was never a thing for me. So deals on the golf course was not going to ever be a reality. So I I mean, I joke, but it's it's actually serious because Mm -hmm. I had to find a different way. And for me, when I tried to be more like a man and sell more like a man, it felt inauthentic to me Mm. and it didn't work. And guess what? Customers could see through it and they knew they could sense that um, that level of, you know, being uncomfortable. And so once I just owned it and said, you know what? Um, I'm going to, well, our hashtag is hashtag sell like a girl. You know what? I am going to own that. And I am going to be authentic to myself as a woman. 
and use the skills and the traits and the things that make me unique, particularly in a very male-dominated situation, I stood out. It was actually great that I was a woman because they weren't used to dealing with too many women. So they're like, well, this is different. You know, I think I'll have to listen to you. And uh, I kicked ass, right? Um, and, you know, I've sold well over a billion dollars in revenue and have created you know, thousands and thousands of jobs around the world, in my 30 year career. And so wow. it worked, it worked. Yeah. And I've never looked back. So what, you know, one of the things I find interesting is, you know, I started my career in, in hospitality, mm-hmm. but I learned at the age of 16, when I was waitressing at friendlies, that if I had sold appetizers and desserts, I got a bigger tip. Right. So I knew very early on that selling was uh, kind of in my in my blood. Right. So when I graduated with a hospitality degree, I also became a mom for the first time and all and recognized hospitality hours are terrible. But salesman, those are good hours. Right. Like I got and I can, you know, I, I sell, you know, so sales really became uh and it was, I accidentally started in a call center actually and moved into sales from there. But it became really um, interesting for me because my parenting and my sales career, becoming a new parent and starting a sales career was exactly parallel. And I recognize, and this is a little like sell like a girl, is the way I could convince my two year old <laughs> to do things was very similar. And I hate to use the word convince, but the way I could have a conversation was very similar to the conversation I could have in sales. And a lot of it is just getting to what they need, right? How do you negotiate with an unreasonable two-year-old? You need to find out at the core what it is that's bothering her. You need to, because if you can't get there, you can't reason, but if you can identify at the core that I really want ice cream, <laughs> but I didn't know how to express it, or you know my foot hurts, and so now I'm ornery, right? So, but when you could do that, you could be a much better parent, and when you could s- shift that thinking into sales, you could be a much better salesperson. And yeah. so, so I think the parental skills that parent that you have as a mom also can translate. And that is in its simplest form. Michelle, add to that a little bit. Well, you know, what I clearly hear you both saying is that it's that, that ability to authentically to, it's like you're relaxed. You're no longer trying to get someone else to do something. You're completely clear that this is in their best interest. This is going to help them. This is going to benefit them. So how do I communicate this? in the way they need to hear. So it goes back to that act of listening that Heidi talked about and that differentiation, right? Being authentic, not trying to tell them what you think they want to hear because for some, as humans, we Mm -hmm. actually can sense when someone's being disingenuous and people don't realize that, but genuinely wanting to be valuable to someone Mm -hmm. else. And when I think about the social selling, how we started this conversation, That's what happens when you are posting, when you're commenting, when you're doing all these other parts of sales, when you stay in that authenticity, when you stay in that genuineness about why you enjoy selling, why you enjoy helping someone, why you enjoy conversing with them, it makes all the difference. 
And I, I love that this conference, that this is what brings us together because we all have that thread of that through everything we do. I agree. And I think that it, it's interesting. You know, we just launched Girls Who Sell Academy this week. Michelle is one of our um, mentors and we have a fabulous international group of students that is going to go through the first hashtag explore sales program. You know, you may go through this course and decide sales is for you, but there's a lot of different, you know, career options in sales that you may be able to consider. And it's not all just a bad carrying, you know, sales professional, right? But one of the things I want to, the reason I bring that up, Bryn, is because one of the things we talked about is that sales is a life skill. So regardless, if you end up, you know, being in a traditional business to business sales role, you will, you, you are always selling no matter what you're doing, whether it's trying to sell a two-year-old, you know, and, and overcome, you know, why they're having their meltdown, you know, their objections and understand why they're having their meltdown at the moment. We've all been there. Any mom has been there. In fact, I often joke, you know, if you've ever tried to convince, you know, a five-year-old, you know, to, you know, that they have to go to bed or your, you know, your teenager on why they have to do their homework, um, you're in sales, right? So (laughs) um, you're in sales. But, you know, you're even, you know, just in an executive role or being an entrepreneurship, you have to sell your idea, you have to sell a budget, you have to sell a marketing plan, you have to. So sales is a life skill beyond just, you know, being a a job opportunity. So if we have some uh, someone in sales listening right now, um, or so, you know someone who wants a woman who wants to get into sales, quickly as we wrap this up because we're, we're getting close on time, three tips that you would give them, three things that they should do right now. So the first, I think it all starts with education and to learn as much as you can about sales. Uh, and, and I think, you know, it's, it's about time that we dispel the negative perception of what sales is, and it's prevalent, particularly amongst the college-aged and high school-aged young women that we're working mm-hmm. with at Girls Who Sell. So uh, take time to, to learn and connect with other women who are in sales so you can really understand what the profession is and what it, what it isn't. Uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, as you uh, get into sales, uh, I would encourage anyone listening that um, they should find a mentor, and mm, that's a good um, one. And so that they should, you know, connect with other women that are help going to help them on their sales leadership journey, or other men. You know, it could be men as well, but it, but you know, people who are going to mentor them and sponsor them along the way. And then the other thing that I am just, I will scream it from the rooftops. You will never hear me stop advocating for this is that women need to apply for jobs regardless of whether they meet a hundred percent of the qualifications or not. One of the biggest problems that we have right now, well, one just, you know, it is that, um, you know, women feel like they need to check, you know, all the boxes and and just think of uh, quali- a qualifications list as aspirational goals um, and not 
any single person is going to meet 100% of them, but apply anyway. anyway. Men do. Men do if they meet, you know, I don't know. I don't think there's any formal study on this, but, you know, informally it's been said, you know, men, if they meet 50 to 60%, you know, of the qualifications are like, that's not a bad average. Um, I'll, you and know, we're like, I'll if it's apply. not a hundred percent, why bother? Well, don't yeah, do it. We're just yeah. like, well, I'm not well. And it's more because we're worried, you know, I'm not, I don't want to waste anybody's time or, you know, I won't be successful or, yeah. you know, so that we were concerned about that. I will tell you the only way that we are going to get more women in sales is if one women's view it as a viable career option and two, they apply for jobs. I love this. And I think there's so many great takeaways from today. I am so grateful to have. I'm sorry, before we let wrap, and I know we're at time, but I I I feel like I never answered your question about why heels to deals. um, Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And that, I, I just want to wrap with, you know, not only is there a significant disparity of the percent of women in sales, But when you start peeling back the onion in terms of um, women in sales leadership and women of color, the numbers are just just get progressively more dismal. And I feel as though as we look to uh, position sales as a career option for the youth who are our future, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's not me. (laughs) I'm at the back end of my career. It's really the youth coming up um, that are the future of sales that it's important to share stories and that is and sales is storytelling and so for me there was there is no book out there that is about sales that's amplifying the book the um voices of diverse women in sales from around the world that's also published by a female um publisher who happens to also be a woman of color so it's um it's really really unique and special Thank you. I'm so glad that we got that in. So that's great. And I am honored to be part of this. I know that Michelle is absolutely honored. And we did not even know it until we were both, we had both even submitted our chapters. And so it actually, the universe keeps bringing Michelle and and myself back together. So it's kind of cool. I'm I'm loving that. So um, this was really great. I really love this. I'm so thrilled to have Michelle Baker as our first guest co-host Woo-hoo! and Yay! just as honored to have Heidi Solomon, Girls Who Sell, with her new book, Heels to Deals. Thank you all for, for tuning in and uh, just make sure the next time that you're out and about that you're making your sales social. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.